Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Jason and Ken's Six Pack. Presented by Weathermaster Windows. Get top-rated windows with a lifetime guarantee for under $215. Visit WMWindow.com and get an estimate in 60 minutes or less. Inside access to what the boys are drinking. <laughs> I mean, thinking. 1057 it is a Tuesday staple here on Inside Access. It's, the weekend is over. It's time for week four takeaways here on The Fan. Number six. My six, Jason, in the wake of what the ugly scene with Tua, uh, no, you got any kind of anything close to concussion symptoms, you're not coming back in the football game, at least for the time being. Like, you go into the tent, they're yep. looking at you for a concussion, you're done for the game. No, you're absolutely right. That is that is a good one. I uh, I am remiss in not including something on that about it. That Thursday night feels like a while yeah. back, but no doubt about it. Um, I don't think guys coming back and playing five or six days later after any sort of head or neck trauma is in the cards. My six is I, I don't know if Matt who's going to win this game of chicken. Whether Matt Rule's going to quit or David Tepper's just going to fire him and pay all his money to go away. But the Carolina Panthers are a joke, and Matt Rule is. I mean, he's won one of his last 18 games, like 19. What, 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 it, it, it can't go on. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona pees down their leg in the first half because that's all they do. They don't score in the first half of games, and they don't have a real offense. And then they take it to Carolina in Carolina in the second half. Uh, Carolina's no good offensively. They're no good defensively. Um, and Matt Rule is, is, is not an NFL coach. Number five. Are the Colts cooked? I, I don't know what to make of these guys. I, I really don't. The offensive line's supposed to be good. The defensive line's supposed to be good. That's not happening. They're on yet another Treadwater quarterback who's barely treading. Matt Ryan, you know, they keep putting plus money on Matt Ryan to throw mm. an interception. I, I think that, that, that that's going to stop because – uh, smart people are hitting on it. Um, now Taylor's banged up. I, I thought that they were going to be the cream of a mm. bad crop. But it just looks like Vrabel's going to do just enough to win games. And I don't know, man. I think Frank Reich might find himself in a little bit of hot water. Well, I, 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 That's coming up for me in a little bit. But my five is... Who the hell is Bailey Zappi, and how did he take the Packers to overtime on, on Sunday? Like, let Aaron Rodgers at home, they lose their quarterback because Hoyer has concussion symptoms, and he ain't coming back in no. the game. So Bailey Zappi, the rookie fourth-round pick, comes in, and he quitted himself pretty well, and he looks, yes, he, a lot, he looks a lot like Mac Jones as well. So that was kind of odd. Number four. Number four plays into your six. I think Frank Reich is going to be the first coach fired. I just don't find wow. I don't find Jim Irsay being the patient type. And as you said, Matt Rule's playing chicken with the owner. I think the Colts are cooked, and, and we 
talked about it yesterday. Since Andrew Luck surprised them and retired, it was Jacoby Brissett, then it was Phillip Rivers, then it was Carson Wentz, and now it's Matt Ryan. I, I don't know if Ballard's safe either. Well, I was going to say, you're going to let him hire another yeah, coach? Yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be McDaniels, yeah. remember, and yes. then Reich bailed him out. Yeah, I I, I think they both might be gone. I, I, I yeah. think there's an ugly situation brewing in Indy. My four is less is more, and that's spelled M-O-O-R-E. Kellen Moore, learn from this Cooper Rush experiment. They're leaning more into the two running back stuff. I've been talking to some people in the league about them for a piece I'm working on for the Washington Post. If you look at what Dallas is doing with Cooper Rush, they've simplified things. They're playing more 21 personnel. They're playing more 12 personnel, and they're going empty a little bit more. They're not trying to force feed wide receivers. They're they're not worried about throwing the ball 45 times a game. They're getting Pollard more involved in the passing game. It's more high-percentage stuff, and it's working. And you know what? When Dak comes back, Kellen Moore, don't show off on national television trying to get a head coaching job, having him throw the ball 50 times a game. If they stay within the construct of this with the defense they have, and if they lean on the better back, Pollard, more than Elliott, they might be better. They might be a decent team. Like, you won't hear me say fade the Cowboys, which is what I've said for 10 years. Fade Feltz. <laughs> well, 100%. 100%. 100% Number three. Oh, I go first three. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to keep a good quarterback down. And look, Tom Brady lost that game, but he threw three touchdowns. He reestablished things with Evans. Um, he fought. Aaron Rodgers... Back out against the wall. It should have been another touchdown, right? Dobbs dropped the one, but he hits Dobbs. That offense, when it needed to, found another gear. Patrick Mahomes, he don't have back-to-back bad games. Justin Herbert, he don't have back-to-back bad games. I thought you saw a lot of quarterbacks who we were asking questions of the week before either find ways to win games or find ways to at least resuscitate their passing attack. My three is that the Lions' defense is as bad as their offense is Whew. good. I don't know who they had playing Sunday. Neither there was I. no Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. There was no DeAndre Swift. No. They still They're put down up, like three starting offensive uh, linemen. Yeah, they, they still put up 45. Jared Goff's got 11 touchdowns. Seattle's defense is fugazi. But still, they're putting 35 yeah. up on the Eagles, 45 yeah. up on Seattle. The, the Jared Goff's playing better than Matthew Stafford right now, but their defense stinks. Uh, but the offense, very impressive. Weird team. They've gone over in every game. Number two. Uh, my number two is that the 49ers can't and shouldn't quit Jimmy G. Because no matter what, it <laughs> well, ain't they got pretty. no choice now. It, well, it ain't pretty, but thank God they still have him. He finds ways to win football games. And yeah. when he's and when he's alive and upright at the end of the season, they've been to a Super Bowl and an NFC title game. Uh, again, it ain't pretty to watch, but he wins. Yeah, he he does. Kyle Shanahan don't win without him. My two is something that Bobby D and I were discussing Monday morning. And since the Ravens have run this gauntlet, could it be the AFC East, the best division in football? Mm -hmm. The Jets are better than I thought, than most thought. Doesn't mean they won't still collapse. New England's one and three, but they're not a horrible one and three. I mean, they almost beat Green Bay in Green Bay with Bailey freaking Zappi. Bailey Zappi. Now, I don't know about... You know, how long two is going to be out, but Miami's obviously headed in the right direction. And the Bills are one of the best teams in football. So could it be we look back in January and say, wow, that was that first opening run of the games was tougher than we thought in April when it came out? Number one. 
Is anybody really that good? <laughs> I think there are there 15 teams that are two and two. Yeah. Yeah, we we complain about the Ravens, but there's a, the, like, half the league's two and two. It's like who's really uh, who's any good? Like the Eagles are undefeated, but they've got warts. They're good, I mean, Jason. They're good. They're not. I don't know that they're great. I said very good. Is anybody good. elite? Is anybody great? Or are there a bunch of teams that are a play here or a play there from being 0-4 or 4-0? My number one is I'd like to apologize to the Kansas City Chiefs. I said last week they missed Tyreek Hill. Well, they didn't miss him against a really good Tampa defense this weekend. And Patrick Mahomes was back to doing Patrick Mahomes things. The Kansas City Chiefs, they're good, Tim. That's a big W for the oh, Ginger Gorilla. Ken, you're good this week. <laughs> I think the concussion yeah, thing, no, it, it needed it to be it's a, on the list. Yep. And it, you could probably put it even higher. The Lions are such an interesting yeah. team. Right? They didn't have anybody like, Sunday like, to score 45. Like, we were all complaining. Well, a they couple... were down, and they were down like 21 at the half, and right. you're thinking they're just going to roll over. Yeah, like. we, we were complaining Ravens putting up 38 points and losing. Putting up 45 45 and you lose at home and to Geno Smith yeah who puts up 48 and you think them coming almost all the way back against the Eagles and they blow that lead against the Lions and also Jimmy G were saying this before the game it's almost kind of Flacco-esque right and I think Joe is definitely better than Jimmy but like it might not always be pretty but god dude they win they find a way Jimmy G gets dubs. That's all I know. And porn stars, allegedly. Hey, uh, coming up next here on the program. Meatball subs at Subway. Yes, he does. Uh, Coming up next here on the show. It's a very special TMI with TIM. And Tim, what you got for us? Last week, you guys assigned me Weird Science, which came out in 1985. It was a very good movie. So I wanted to return the favor to you guys and pick a movie... In my era. Well, I must have named 15 or 20 movies. We're we'll going to that. through during a break. Okay, we'll get to that after the break then. But if you've seen It Follows, I want to hear what the people have to think about it. 410. We'll, we'll review. 410-583-1057. If you haven't seen It Follows, <laughs> hey, just don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ja- Jason and Kim will give their review. This movie's eight years old, so yeah. no spoiler alerts. Oh, well, spoiler alerts. There. It sucks. It's next. Inside Access. Hot takes from the guy behind the glass. I'm in a glass case of emotion. TMI with TIM. TMI. TMI, my friends. Inside Access. 1057 The Fan. T-Bone, I'm just going to throw it right to you because we don't want to waste any time. It's T-M-I-T-I-M. The floor is yours. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think of this movie. Again, if you missed it, Last week, really, this stemmed from two weeks ago when we were at Pickles and you guys were fighting over, what was that 80s movie, you and Jason? You oh, said it Vision was Quest. Iconic. Vision. Vision. It's a cult classic. It's a great movie. So then we were diving deep into which movie I should watch, 80s related, and Weird Science ended up winning the poll. I watched it, had a review of it last week. I thought it was a very funny movie. It was it was a fun movie in general. Yeah. So, I wanted to return the favor, give you guys a movie to watch of my era. And this is during a break last week, and I'm firing off these movies, some very obscure, and Ken's like, oh, this one. Oh, it's in this, uh, this actor's in it. Oh, it's this film. I'm like, jeez, dude, I'm, I'm giving deep cuts. Meanwhile, Jason has seen none no, of them. No, Jason, maybe I've probably saw, seen some of them, but not like many. One, well, 
I was thinking super bad because that is such a phenomenal movie. But you, even yeah. you saw that one. Yeah. So then I go really deep. And Netflix, they put out a film called It Follows back mm-hmm. in 2014. That was right at the, I think it was freshman year of college for me. And all of my friends are talking about it, so I watch it. It's extremely odd. I probably rewatched it at least three or four times. I, I don't, don't know how you did that. I don't know why. Save, save. So, that is a feat if, of strength. If you have seen It Follows, 410-583-1057. We already have a couple texts in, but if you want to call in, I would love to hear everyone's opinion. It's very critically acclaimed. It, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8 out of 10 IMDb. Well, let's get Just to the reviews. 75%. Jason, what did you think? I had a real hard time hanging in there, T-Bone. If this uh, wasn't an assignment that I took seriously, I, I would have bailed, I think, probably about a half hour in. I thought it was really slow to develop. Um, I never quite bought the conceit. Like, I don't. And I get it. It's a horror movie, and I'm not saying it all has to be logical and make sense. But if this is a being that's transferred from person to person by sexual intercourse, and this has been going on for years, and it kills you if you have it, it kills you. To if kill you. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I never quite got it. They shot the thing like at a beach. They shot at the. The, the being you can't see, like in a when they retreated to a barn, but then at the end they decide to go to a swimming pool, and then they shoot it in the pool, and it dies. I don't, I, I, I don't really get what it is. At one point, I, th- I thought it was for shock value. They sort of allude to the fact that the next door neighbor must have had intercourse with his mom because well, that it, a being him. that looked like his mom killed him. Like I just felt like that was sort of out of nowhere. I don't get it. I usually like independent film. I like people doing different things off of a genre, and this was sort of like alt horror. But it never, I never bought it. It never wrapped me in. I never quite got it, uh, GG. I, I want to point out it was a low budget. One point three. I have no issues with well, that. I like Blair low Witch, budget. Pro- Blair Witch was low budget. Uh, so I want to preface by saying that horror is not necessarily my jam, and I understand that they make different flavors of ice cream for a reason. But I had a lot of problems with this film. And, and, and I'll start with just simple stuff. First of all, this film seemed to be set in modern times. Yes. Yet everybody's watching a television from 1970. Well, clearly there was an homage it, it, being paid to like sci-fi movies of the past yeah, because it, it all made, those black and white TVs. But at the same time, there's like a girl wa- reading a book off of her like mascara yeah. thing. What was like, that? Like that made no sense. How... Like they did, they never properly explained what this whole thing was in the first place. Like there was no development of how this this thing, this it that is killing people, how it got there in the first place, and what exactly. And then like only the person who's got it can see this, but yet somebody else can shoot it. But like sometimes it, you could see it because remember when she first got it and he tied her to that. Uh, wheelchair. He did it in a spot with certain lighting so that you could see it. Like he could still see it, and then the people who used to have it kind of still see people. And if they're dead, don't. and if they're dead, how can they be shot? Like, like there was a lot of stuff going on in this thing. And, and why it, the water? Why did they have yeah, to go to that pool? It, 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 what this, was that all about? This was one of the ten worst movies I've ever watched. And then she didn't get electrocuted. Yeah, this. And it, you've seen a lot of. I've movies. seen a lot of movies. I don't know if it's it, ten worst. Oh, but ten worst for me. If not for the fact that I had to watch it as an assignment, I would have stopped it, it. It is very critically acclaimed, so I will give some of these reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, in which it scored ninety-five percent from 
uh, critics. This is a movie you need to see right now. Uh, while I didn't find myself particularly frightened by the film, no. as many have suggested, I marveled at the gorgeous cinematography, retro score, and the use of location. I love the music. The score was the best thing about the movie. The score was scarier than the movie. I love the score. A, a hidden gem well worth tracking down for a pre-Halloween shock value. It may be a silly premise, but it Mitchell, is, yeah. Mitchell uses it to the best effect. I mean, all of this. It follows, catches some of the mingled excitement and terror of growing up. No question that the storytelling here is impressive. I mean, it's oh, really Storytelling well. impressive? I don't get the story. Uh, texter Matt says, per the most credible movie review source, Metacritic, out of an average of 37 reviews, It Follows received a score of 83 out of 100. I don't know what it these was, people saw. It was a unique suspense Unique movie. is true. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed the movie, though I think 83 is a bit high. 7 out of 10 for me. Jason and Ken don't know what they're talking about. Does, was it, was again, it some sort of allegory dinosaurs. about the decline of Detroit, too? Like... Is that where it was? Some, it was. I was definitely Detroit. You didn't see Twelve Mile and all. Well, I mean, I live someone, in Detroit. Someone says this. This is right up your alley. It follows is just a deconstructed eighty slasher. Yeah, but it was nothing like. There was no like, slashing. There was really no slashing going on. Like you see the girl that gets killed at the beginning, and she's on the beach. Next thing you know, she's like all dismembered. Yeah, that was the most gory yeah. thing. Yeah. But like, but it like didn't seem I real. I kind of felt like it was. Well, I was thrown off by the time of it as well, like exactly where it's set because of some of the incongruity, incongruousness of the technology. But I kind of felt like when they when they started talking about the only time I go to the city is to go to the hospital. Like I'm like, okay, so is this really? What? Is this making some sort of commentary on like modern suburbia? Did you catch? They go to the, the two kids go to the movie at some point, and there's an organist at right, the movie theater. Right. Like, what is this? Well, we do. Have I think a caller. I think this the the director's got to be from Detroit. I almost felt like there's some homage to the Detroit of old wrapped up in there we, somewhere. We do have a caller. T is in Baltimore. T, what did you think of It Follows? T, you there? Ah, uh, yeah, man. What's up, man? What'd you think of it? All right, well, I watched over like a thousand movies, so I call myself a connoisseur. Okay, okay, and I think that. That movie was one of the movies that had a good concept, but it was it tried to be too different. Hmm. I can you see where you're coming from because there. Because the whole idea of, you know, passing the demon around while having sex is great. Yeah. It was successful, but the execution, it was, you know what? It gave me kind of a weird vibe because I grew up with Jason and Michael sure. yeah. Myers. But it gave me a vibe kind of like VHS. If like you ever since seen that, what's that? VHS, VHS. Yeah, yeah uh, it's a movie called VHS. It's like one of the newer horror weird types. Oh, I haven't no. seen it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a horror. I'm a connoisseur of film, but not horror. Yeah, so you know the movie had great, great ideas, great uh, atmosphere, but it was just too much out there, and and it was just weird. It just seemed meandering to me. Like it felt so slow paced for a horror movie. Yeah, I just I thought there was a lot of nothing going on there. Yeah, it just uh, I I just was I was waiting for something, and like I've seen like what's it the first Saw movie, Mm -hmm. which was an interesting concept. I'm not into like, but I'm like I, I like the first Saw movie. Have you seen it? Jason, I don't think I've seen and these two guys are basically no. at the end of the movie. There's these two guys that are that are handcuffed to the like. Anyway, it's a it's a pretty and it's intense. Right, it, the concept was cool and and it spawned a bunch of sequels that were not as good. But 
I was like, okay, I, I respect this. Dude, and I, what was the thing about fingers? Whoever made the movie also, like some people have a foot fetish, yeah. like Rex Ryan. There was a finger fetish. Think of how many times they're showing a, a gal's painted fingernails like dr like just drifting through the water. Like it was almost like more cinematography than it was so, plot. Oh, one so, other thing that bothered me. Why she keep getting in the water with a cast and not covering that up? Multiple times oh, at the considered beach. Considered she's, she's fighting a sex demon. Yeah. I don't think she's that worried about the <laughs> well, bandage on her arm. You did mention you thought the film director is from Detroit. He's from Clawson, Michigan. So okay, so yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That's that's Michigan. Yeah, she's it probably, was definitely shot in Michigan, yeah. in the suburbs of Detroit. Yeah, I didn't catch that, but you lived there, so yeah, it was easy. Well, for I you lived to, in Detroit. Yeah. I didn't live in the suburbs. Yeah, but you but you saw. I, I, and I encountered zero sex demons during it, the three years I was in Motown. Yeah. It was for, probably after full you disclosure. Back. But you were you were also celibate during your time there, so no. there were no demons. Okay. There were no demons. <laughs> Let's go to, to break, Stony. There are no demons to be had. Hey, coming up next here on the show, a little purple rain in the forecast, and we ask the age old question: Does Lamar Jackson have enough weapons? That's next. <laughs> Inside, 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 access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan, severe weather alert. Torrential rainfall expected. Inside access to the castle with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. Brought to you by Life Med Institute. When we get sick, it sucks. Get the fuel you need at Life Med Institute with vitamin booster shots. Call 410 575 1200 or go to lifemedinstitute.com and boost your defense. This seems to be a question that never gets answered correctly uh, or, or has never been. The, the, the Ravens have never done a good job of answering this question because it seems like we asked this during the Joe Flacco era as well. But with uh, Isaiah likely giving them likely nothing so far and Rashad Bateman being inconsistent, does Lamar Jackson have enough weapons, Jason? No. Um, no, he, he does not. Um, look, they they have put a tremendous amount of weight pressure, hope, prayers on their draft picks to be impact players, to be among the best players on both sides of the ball. It's it's not really manifesting itself to this point. Now, the good news is they're 2-2 two and two, despite it. And as you like to say, GG, you could take out two or three plays and they're undefeated. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work that way. And time will tell. Which of these guys are ascending? Who lives up to their draft status? Um, who you can count on, who you can't. But Rashad Bateman is very inconsistent. And we're going to find out how durable he is. But he, he is not, right now, a number one NFL receiver. You don't look at Rashad Bateman and say that guy no. is one of the two best receivers on any team in the league. Well, we saw Sunday. He drops a quick slant. Could have been a better pass, sure. Uh, could have been better conditions. But it's a ball he's got to catch. If he's a number one receiver, he takes it to the house. If he does, very next possession after the punt, Diggs makes a catch on the sidelines that, that – the probably the catch expectation was probably like 8%. That's the difference between a number one receiver and, and not. Well, and again – 22 targets, just 11 catches. I say five drops because I think the play you're alluding to for me is a drop. True Media, who I use as a statistical resource, has him with four. Either way, it's a high drop percentage. Uh, you got two touchdowns. You've got the pick. 
Um, you've had him fading in and out of games. I feel like his focus waxes and wanes, and I don't get the sense that he and Lamar are always of one mind, that they see things always the same way, that they can just give a, a, a little glance or a wink or a nudge, and everybody knows what that means. I don't think they're particularly close to that right now, but they've set this up to where he has got to clearly be the main guy. Demarcus Robinson, I don't think he's on many rosters right now. I certainly don't think he's the number three receiver on most teams. Um, I just don't. I don't see a whole lot of there there. I don't see explosion. He's a guy. I, it, it, yeah. I mean, I just, it is what it is. They need to get likely off the field. Less is more for him, as we found. Less has been more for a lot of their draft picks. And put do make Duver, Duvernay the, the, the person who's running the second most routes from the slot on this team. Right now, it's likely. Andrews has run 84 routes from the slot. Likely 42. Duvernay just 26. That needs to get flipped around. Um, Duvernay's caught all four of his targets in the slot for 28 yards. Likely he's caught just three of his seven targets in the slot for 41. They've got Andrews doing damage in the slot. they got nothing else going. That, to me, has got to be Duvernay. But then that begs the question, who's okay? Well, who's getting all the slots on the – who's getting the snaps on the outside? And I – I mean, like Robinson or you, I mean, Prochet, he's not going to win for you on the outside. Tylon Wallace isn't going to win for you on the outside. And right now, likely you could put him out there because he's a receiver. He's not a tight end, but he's clearly going through a learning curve through a process. So this is what they've built. Is it good enough? No. They entered this season with no proven commodity besides Mark Andrews, who's one of, if not the best tight end in football, Rashad Bateman, he flashed some last year, and he was so big on third downs. And drops were not an issue, Mm -hmm. where now it's a serious issue with him. And he's made some big splash plays. He had the 55-yard touchdown against the Jets. He had a bad drop in that game on a key third down. It was bad. He had the long 75-yard touchdown on a slant in Miami, and he had a nice catch and run in New England, and you could make the argument he had three drops uh, against the Bills on Sunday. But Bateman, the only player besides Demarcus Robinson, they're all year three or younger, and they chose to do that. They traded away Marquise Brown, who we know he is the definition of inconsistent, but they didn't replace him. They don't really have a true burner on this football team. No. Rashad Bateman can run more than I think you and I anticipated. As He's not a burner. By that Dolphins game. 21 miles an hour, Jason. Okay. And when, when you see him getting behind safeties two and three steps with regularity, and, you let me know. And, when that pops up on film, you, you flag it. And I'll give credit to DaCosta for getting value for Marquise Brown, but he never adequately replaced him. And Mark Andrews... We saw with the Bills, teams can take him out of the game and say, hey, let's make these other guys beat us, and if they can, that's on us. Let's take a step back. Is there someone on this roster right now who you feel like at any moment could run off one of the seven or eight game tears that when Hollywood was good, he went on? Well, I... I'm the only one in the room, but I think Bateman can be as good as Hollywood. Do you, do you feel like? I mean, he's. No, I he, think he can. He, he's he's gone over sixty yards once through four games. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like, maybe he's that guy, but and beyond ma- that, ma- no. maybe maybe he's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do is the Hayden Hurst here? 
No, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> right? So, okay, so that oh, now that's a, if that's a swing and a miss, at least for this year. I'm not saying likely won't be a really good football player, but like if he's not a really good football player in the next six weeks, you got a problem. And he might not. He might not be ready. There's a reason he went in the fourth round. There's a sure. reason and, he's a developmental and, guy. And we don't know these things. This is all projection. Rashad Bateman just played his 16th professional game last week. Is it possible as the year goes on he gets better? Of course. And the same with Isaiah. And maybe Likely. he becomes the Hollywood and he yes. has a really good eight game stretch. Yes. But who's the guy to give him? Who's the who's last year's Bateman? Who's the guy who comes off uh, the injured list in the middle of the year and at least has some games yeah. where he's the thing? They don't have it. So maybe Bateman is the Hollywood. I don't know who the Bateman is, and they might not have the Hurst. Nope. And we don't know what the left tackle is, right? We think he's coming back no, this we, week. We'll find but out we're tomorrow. we're not sure. Yeah. I thought he was coming back Sunday after like, that. Uh, after that, uh, all, the interview. We or all the want to see conference. them activate Devin Duvernay more, and maybe they use him in the backfield more this week with Justice Hill not expected yeah. to play. But this guy has caught every single pass yes. that's gone his way, besides yes. that interception. At Get the him end, running more routes at the end of the build out of the slot. Who's to say he can't? Be a different body types, different type of player. But who's to say that Devin Duvernay can't make the impact of Rashad Bateman last year? We haven't seen that he can't yet. It's kind of like the whole Kyle Sowers. Mm. Uh, but but when you have okay, so but we don't think Prochet is a thing at all. And we no. don't think Wallace is a thing, and no. we don't think Robinson's I think Prochet is more of a thing right? than Wallace. And we don't think yes. Robinson's a thing, right? No. So even if they unlock Duvernay, like okay, so. If we don't have the Hayden Hurst and we're now going to go to more of a, a, a traditional slot receiver than having likely the the fake tight end in the slot all the time, then you still don't have a second outside receiver. You know what I mean? Like any way you want to do the math, it doesn't look like a great equation for them to solve in real time. And if one of those guys goes down, a Duvernay or a Bateman, and Bateman just had the foot injury, then you're really hammering the panic button. Inside access here on a rainy Tuesday. As far as we know right now, the Orioles game is still on. Remember Baltimore baseball tonight. Bob Haney, Mike Bordick live at Pickles at 6 right here on the fan. But coming up next, it's a question that is being asked for the ages. A question that came up on our Twitter feed this weekend and caused a lot of private arguing. The question is, is Michigan State a blue blood football program? I'll put it in the proper context. We'll put, uh, no, you'll put it. Also, no, I will. Let's do it next here on the fan. And Lock and Fora and Ken Wyman on the fan. Jason and Tim sit in the bleachers. Ken sits in his brother's seats behind home plate. Inside Access 1057, the fan. Not for nothing, Shuck Bucks, but I'm the, noticing the a pattern guy, with the promo. The promo guy's got it in for yeah, Gigi. Yeah. I like it. The, uh, the new promos all attack me. I love uh, it. Yeah, thanks, Chuck. Thanks for nothing. Uh, how about how about some, well done, Chuck yeah, Bucks? It's some of your finest work. Yeah, all about all about me. So anyway, are okay. there more of the? Do, do, who has access to those? Uh, no, they just Stone put them knows. in the rotation. So, so I guess Stoney, you you've got access to all those promos. Yeah, C- correct. But they're in a rotator, so they just randomly will. Yeah, well, but like if we can... wanted to put a mega rip together and just oh, yeah. hear them, oh up, yeah, we could we do that. We barely heard them. We yeah. could do it. Let's do. Let's yeah. try are to. Are they do all that attacking soon. me? Or is there? Well, that's what I want to find out. I haven't heard all the new ones yet. So, yeah. like, I didn't even hear that one until right now. You yeah. can you can find the individual ones in the. They're labeled yeah, like this can. one. Yeah. This one kills yeah. Gigi. Well, not Gigi like that. and Gigi on the gram. <laughs> Gigi in his brother's seats. Yeah. Is that how they're labeled? Yeah, something like that. Huh? Yeah. Gigi lurking. Yeah, it's all okay. Gigi stuff. 
The Graham one's the best. Yeah. The Graham yeah, one's good. Graham Lover one's of dogs, good. Chuck Bucks uh, has it out for me. Uh, anyway. Maybe not. Maybe there, he's got it out for all of us. We so, just don't know. So I'm, I'm watching the Maryland game as we all were on Saturday. Watching them get hosed again by yeah, Big Ten officials. Let, let me finish. So they, they, they end up beating Michigan State 27-13. They covered. They were nine-point favorites in the game. And early in the game, there's a horrible call at the end of the first half. Terps have a pick six. And Michigan, uh, the the referees call. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I forgot the call. What, what was it? Was uh, it like defensive holding? Like basically, they're saying that the one the, the one DB uh, picked off the. Yeah, it the, was an awful call. It was ridiculous. So, and and I agree, it was an awful call. But Jason, who commandeers our our, our show account uh, a lot, was, everyone has free yeah, reign to yeah. it at any point. No, but but usually it's Jason, and he texts, he tweeted out. I don't commandeer it; I it, just utilize it. He says, "Big Ten, and this is Jason tweeting on our account. The Big Ten officiating crew out to protect a blue blood and screw the Terps again. They get no calls. Now I made the decision. I was like." You know what? Jason's probably had two boxes into wine this was right now. Saturday afternoon. I'm like, nuts. Well, you're home. Nice. It was a day game. I was already drunk. Yeah, so I was I figured, So I'm like, I'm not going to go on Twitter and, and comment. I'm going to text him and say, "Blue blood, really?" LOL. And Jason's response was to call me a fool if you if I think otherwise. Yeah. So he started attacking me. I almost said, "Stay in your lane," uh, but but I didn't. But yeah. then I went on Twitter and basically, Michigan State has been an irrelevant college football program for for upwards of forty years. How how are they a blue blood? They're in a, uh, like a they're a charter member. There's a school. So is Minnesota. So is Wisconsin. The, so is Northwestern. Let me finish. Well, this is let your me game. finish. Yeah, I got half a sentence out. Yeah, they are a charter school that has won national titles. That is elite in sports, big revenue uh, and small revenue. That brings in money and has an athletic department and a basketball coach uh, who are as influential as. Any a basketball next to school. Michigan and Ohio State. They're a basketball and school, we yes. we talked to Locks last yeah, week, yeah. and I asked him about getting hosed in the big house, yeah. and he winked back pretty good yeah. and said, we're not going to get some of the stuff that yeah. other people get on the broadcast in real time. The announcers are like, well, you know, Locks kind of told us this was coming in the production well, meeting. Like, it's a bad call, but they're not going to get the calls that the that the schools that are con- I, traditional Big Ten schools get. And yeah. I In those think, terms, they are very much a blue blood. I, I think and if you no, think these, no, they're if not you don't blood. think there's oh, politics no involved in big time I professional sports, who gets which opponents when, who gets which uh, dates, who gets the best prime yeah, time can, stuff, can I talk you're now? out of your mind. Yes, and if you think David Evans has nearly the same pool yeah. as the athletic department of Michigan State, you're really out of your mind. You're naive enough. You should follow Stone's yeah. bets. No, I you should will. take Stone. So can I talk now? So can I talk now? Hundred percent. So can I talk now? Yes, there are politics in major college football. And yes, Michigan, Ohio State are blue bloods, and I believe there are calls, bad calls that go for the, that 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 help them. But sometimes a bad call is just a bad call. Mich- you are naive to think that Michigan State gets any advantages in college football. They are as relevant as Wisconsin and Minnesota and Northwestern. They haven't won a national championship since 1966. They are completely irrelevant. How many Big Ten schools have? Maryland's won a national championship. In football, in that era, not, they weren't a Big Ten team. No, I'm talking it doesn't about the matter. Big Ten. They won a national championship. Do you think the that same matters era. to the Big Ten? I think what Maryland did. I think it doesn't matter under that, Bobby Ross. I think that they, what in Bobby, the ACC it, it was or Jerry Claiborne. Claiborne? 
Michigan State's irrelevant in football. They're okay. a basketball school. They're Are not the athletic any calls. departments I don't connected? give a damn. It don't give a damn. Michigan State gets nothing in college football. They are the little brother to Michigan. They are irrelevant. They are a basketball school. If you so I guess Minnesota, think... who brings in a ton of money, and Northwestern and and Wisconsin, Wisconsin's got a huge revenue. You think they're getting advantages? I think Wisconsin in... would absolutely get a wink, wink all, from the also, league also office. Also irrelevant. I think there. there I are think two you schools. are completely there are two schools. And utterly naive. So are, are you sticking and to Michigan should, State's a blue should, blood? You know what? You should call Maryland and see what they are think. You, uh, you, 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 you should think see Michigan... what they'd whisper back to you. Is Michigan State a blue blood? In this circumstance, no, 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 no. absolutely. Don't don't couch it like I did with Vision Quest. Are they a blue blood? <laughs> you didn't couch it on Twitter. Are they a blue blood? And the, yeah, no, yeah, no, they're not. Yes, they are. They are an irrelevant compared college football to Maryland. Program. They're no, no, a blue not blood. Not compared to Maryland. Compared yeah, to are Maryland. they a blue blood? Now you're couching no, it again. Maryland's a newcomer to that conference. Are yeah, they they're a blue, blue blood. blood. They're not a blue. They're blood. a blue blood. Alabama's a blue blood. Ohio State's a blue blood. Michigan's a blue blood. They are not a blue blood. Not even I close. Disagree. LSU is a blue blood. Hell, no, none of those State, schools are in Penn the Big State Ten. Penn State is a newcomer, relatively speaking, to the Big Ten, and they're more of a blue blood than Michigan State ever has been. Maryland will continue to get hosed by traditional schools in the Big Ten. They will be at a disadvantage both in game and out of game, whether that's explicit or implicit. When they don't even go to the league office for calls, bro, that that everybody. In the world, including Mike Pereira, would say this doesn't add up. Then you know what? If it stinks like a fish and it smells like a fish, maybe it's just fishy. But maybe it's just a bad call. Okay, let's see. Happens. We'll see what happens. They covered. They covered against the blue blood. They covered against the blue blood on a day where they're getting because it's a BS argument. No, it's not. Did you watch the previous week? Did they cover? No. Did they get hosed? They got hosed at Michigan. Were they, they getting calls at Michigan? There was one call Saturday. Okay. They won by 14. Right. There was one massive call, but uh, there was more They won one. by 14. But it, The outcome doesn't justify it, it, the reality. The reality is it was a bad call. It's called human error. The reality is Maryland There's will always continue to get shafted. Yeah, against Michigan would State and say, Purdue. Would you say No, that? not Purdue. Uh, oh, why not? They're a charter member. Because Purdue, not? Purdue, what, what about does Indiana? Purdue's basketball what team have Indiana? the pool but, that Michigan State hold does? Hold on, hold on. Does no, talking, Purdue's I'm, non-revenue sports have the pool football. that Michigan State I'm does? Does Purdue draw in, even for football, does Purdue draw in the attendance? What is a jackass? It's a business, jackass. You're a jackass. No, you're a jackass. It's the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever heard you say. Michigan State's irrelevant. They've been irrelevant in college football for 40 years. Is it a football conference or is it a athletics conference? It's football. No, you're this nuts. Is about it's football. a football conference. Football drives the okay. bus. Right. Football drives the bus. It drives the revenue. Okay. And they're irrelevant in football. Okay. Absolutely irrelevant. All right. Facts. No, not facts. When have they been relevant? Your opinions, when, which are when, about... 93% okay. wrong, usually. Answer me. When have they been relevant in college football? It's not about Ever. relevant. Yes, it is. No, it's then not. They're, they're, they're just, relevant in college basketball every year. They're a basketball school, yes. In the Big Ten. Yes, they're a basketball yeah. school. Are, are they a powerhouse sports program across the board? They are not. Are they a powerhouse sports a program basketball across school. the board? No, okay. they're a basketball school. No. They're not relevant in football. Okay. When's the last time they were relevant in they football? They were just, Mel Tucker had them in the top 10 two years ago. That's great. When are the last time I just, they, I just answered your question. That's, that's great. Two they, years ago. That's not relevant. relevant. It's not relevant. They, they win in national championships. They okay. get close. Right. They did go to How a, many Big Ten 20, schools have won national 20, championships in the last 20 2015. years? Your standard is stupid. The, my standard's reality. They no. made it to a playoff in 2015 and got their asses kicked okay. in a down year for the Big Ten. Oh, no, there we go. Keep, keep, well, keep adding in addendums. Any, well, you're the one that added addendums. They're, they're, they're a, uh, let me couch why they're a blue blood. They are a blue money. blood. You tweeted they're a blue blood. They are a blue blood stand, Big Ten school. Stand to they your stupid a, mark. They are a blue blood Big Ten athletic program. Yes, they are. Yeah, they're not. Okay.
And, and that's not the question. I said that is the question. I, I sent out no. the tweet, jackass. Yeah. Don't tell me what I was it's saying. It's a football game, not an athletic event. It's, it's a football an athletic game. event no. within the Big Ten Conference. They are not a blue blood football. Who program. has authority over the no. officials? Sure they do. And who continue yeah. to hose yeah. Maryland? Yeah, that coach really has a lot of authority. I'm sure. The AD, um, yeah. moron. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Michigan State's got a lot of sway in the Big right. Ten football conference. It's, it's not just zero the football conference. Yeah. Zero. Right. Yeah. Michigan State. They don't want to stay in the good graces. You also tried to tell me that Harbaugh kind of roots for Michigan State, but no, I didn't. Let's go back to the text. I'm talking about his brother from the week before, uh, yeah. you freaking well, the, fool. Well, the, I'm a fool. Be clear in your text. Be cl- <laughs> I don't have to be clear in my text. Anybody, did you watch the game with the sound on? Or were you half drunk gallivanting around? No, I, I was watching the game at home, sober. With the sound on? Yes. Okay. Well, Bad you missed the happened. plot. Bad call- yeah, I missed the plot. Michigan State, relevance, zero. Okay, hey, we come up next. Are we ever going to get sports apps, gambling sports apps, here in Maryland? John Martin, the director of sports gambling, joins us next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 